Thank you for listening to the Lake Murray Baptist Church podcast. Lake Murray Baptist Church is a Southern Baptist church located in Lexington, South Carolina. My name is David Sons, and I serve as the family and discipleship pastor here at the church, as well as the host of this podcast. Our hope is that this podcast would be a resource for our members who are seeking to live out their faith in Jesus Christ in their everyday lives. We want to use this platform to exalt Jesus and equip the members of Lake Murray to be the church where they live, work, and play. Thanks for joining us for episode four of the Lake Murray Baptist Church podcast. I'm here with Melody Hefline. Melody Hefline is a longtime church member here at Lake Murray Baptist Church. We'll let her tell her story in just a minute, but she's a nurse practitioner. And Melody, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, David. I'm delighted to be here. Well, this is certainly, we were talking just offline, this is certainly a unique time, and one of the things that we've been really blessed with here at our church is having folks like you uh, in uh, medical practice who are kind of advising us during this time. And so I wanted to bring you on the podcast to just kind of give our listeners uh, some ideas and, and ways that they can kind of stay physically healthy. But, but before we do that, maybe you could just tell us a little bit of background about yourself, how long you've been serving in the medical field, what kind of led you to that as a career. Uh, just tell our listeners a little bit about you. Okay. Um, I never really wanted to be anything uh, but a nurse. I, I considered physical therapy for maybe 20, 30 minutes and at the age of 17 or 18, I thought five years of school was way too long. And uh, so as it turned out, ironically, um, I got an associate degree in nursing, and I worked a year and went back and got my bachelor's degree. I worked a few years, went back and got my master's degree. And then I worked a few years and went back and got a postmaster's to be a nurse practitioner. So I ended up being in school about nine years altogether. Um, so um, that five-year thing didn't work out too well. Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> a little longer than you wanted. Yeah. Um, I, I went to work in 1976 as a nursing assistant and graduated from nursing school in 1977. I've been a staff nurse and a nurse manager, and um, I really love, my passion is education and clinical practice. So um, it kind of sounds crazy when I say I've been doing this for 44 years, but um, and I've been a nurse practitioner for 25 years. Um, it's a little trite to say I wanted to help people, but I really think that um, I, I really wanted to serve. I never foresaw where God would take me and what I'd have the privilege of doing. Um, but it's sort of like you. It's it's a, more of a calling than a profession for me. Mm. Well, I think you just said a moment ago, serving a nurse practitioner 25 years, uh, serving in the medical field for 44. Obviously, this, the time we're living in right now, is pretty unique. Uh, it's something that, that I have never experienced. I know that, that many of us have never experienced anything like this. And so what is it like to be a believer? Obviously, you are a strong believer in Christ. And what is it like to be a believer in the healthcare field during a time of crisis? Now, this crisis is unique, but, but in the healthcare field, there are crises all the time. And so what is it like to be a Christian in a time of crisis? Absolutely. Um, it is a unique time. Um, as a Christian, uh, mine is a biblical worldview, so it shapes how I look at everything around me. Um, fear is not really a part of my life because I believe that God is in total control and He knows exactly where we are and what is going on. Um, it does not mean that I don't get concerned um, and even a little anxious at times about being able to handle what comes my way and do that with grace and professionalism. But God knew there would be times when we would be afraid, and because of our humanness in those times, I, I turned to 
David's verse in Psalm where he says, what time I am afraid, I will trust in you. Mm. And I really have to be calm for my patients and the people around me, and uh, they depend on me in tough situations. Uh, I believe people are looking for strength, they're looking for wisdom, and they're looking for courage, along with compassion in their health care providers. And so I try to provide that to them to the best of my ability, and I think that's a direct result of my faith. Um, it gives me strength to be able to tell them hard things um, and to calm them in, in tough situations. And that's not to say I don't get frustrated when I don't exhibit those qualities and I have to regroup. I can be a little strong with patients who don't take care of themselves and squander the health that they would have had if they had only made good choices. Mm. I think one of the things that I've been struck by in my own reading, I've been reading kind of back through the Gospels in my personal devotion time, and one of the things that I've been struck by is just how often um, sick people were brought to Jesus in order for them to be healed. Absolutely. And and how uh, really as a believer— as a Christian in in the medical profession, you do have an opportunity to not only be Christ-like in your attitude, but to be Christ-like in in your actions, absolutely uh, in the way that you provide care, in the way that you uh, take care of people who are coming to you who are who are who are sick, who are needing someone um, to restore their health, uh, and and in the same way to point them to Christ, and so. I think really one of the things that I've been struck by just in in our our friendship, and we obviously have known each other for several years, but but just how you are able to do that in a, such a Christ-like manner, and so thankful for the way that you have already kind of helped our listeners to see w- the way that you think about caring for folks uh, in a time of crisis. Yeah, it's um, it's strange because um, I may not be afraid, but they are. Yeah. Many times they are very afraid. Um, the unknown is is the greatest fear we have. And um, so being able to offer them, if nothing else, compassion and a hug and a prayer um, in many instances, uh, being able to pray for them and offer them some encouragement and just the calmness that I, I I don't know exactly what they're feeling mm. because I'm not in their shoes, but I can empathize with them and understand that we're in that together and that I'm there for them to get them through it. Um, and it's a blessing. To me, it's an extreme privilege to be a part of people's lives at some of the most stressful, um, challenging times of their lives mm. um, because many of them face diagnoses they won't recover from. and. Um, that will change their lives forever. Hmm. I think one of the things you hit on, and and we'll kind of draw it towards uh, the situation at hand. Um, one of the things you hit on is that fear often comes through uncertainty, and there is a lot of uncertainty right now surrounding kind of COVID nineteen coronavirus, the spread of it. I heard yesterday uh, the uh, uh, DHEC said we've entered the acceleration phase, right, mm-hmm. where we're going to start seeing more and more cases. And so we have some listeners out there who are uh, f- perhaps fearful or, or at the very least uncertain of what to expect. And so can can you kind of give us some practical things on how people can stay healthy during this time and and then what to do if they're if they do if they are sick what are some things and practical guidance you could give our listeners Absolutely it is a very very challenging time and we've truly never faced anything like this in our generation and the first thing we need to do is to remember that God controls all things and he knew that we would be in this situation he knew we'd be in this place So I would say first, listen to what we're being asked to do to stay healthy. Wash your hands frequently and use hand sanitizer if you can't wash. 
This greatly reduces your chances of getting the virus and most of all spreading the virus. The social distancing, I think, is hard, but it has to be done for now. Um, it, again, keeps us from spreading the virus if we have contracted, and it keeps us from getting the virus if we haven't gotten it or been exposed. Follow the rules. Cough into your elbow, not your hands. Use your tissue, throw it away immediately, and then, of course, wash your hands again. The normal things we do for our health still count here. Things like eating mm. a well-balanced diet, getting plenty of sleep and exercising, um, these things help to build our immune system and strengthen us up. That makes us more able to fight off viruses and other illnesses that may be out there. And it's not about just protecting your physical health. This isolation situation that many of us find ourselves in is about protecting your mental health, too. Don't watch the news unendingly. Mm. Don't sit there and continue to do that. You need to take a break you got to keep up with the guidelines. You have to know what is going on and the restrictions that we need to follow, which, as we know, are changing daily almost. Yeah. Uh, but too much dwelling on that is not good for anyone's mental health. And So the isolation that leads to negative thoughts can lead to depression. So you got to reach out to people who can help. Your Connect Group members here at Lake Murray um, or other churches, if, if you're out there listening pastoral staff, healthcare workers in our church I know are standing ready to help people, counselors. Um, there are many of those uh, who would just love to help you. Send cards to people in hospitals, nursing homes, and assisted living facilities. They are on lockdown. Mm. Um, you can no longer even go to the hospital to visit. And so um, those people are, are very needy. And, and a lot of times I find that helping somebody else takes my mind off of what I'm dealing with. And Certainly um, find a blood drive that's going on and give blood because uh, that situation is fairly critical right now, and it, it gives you something to do. Um, the blood drives are taking significant precautions right now, and giving is another way you can help somebody. And by all means, stay in the Word. Um, it's your best, against, best defense against the enemy of the mind. Mm. Connect with others virtually. I know we're working on doing that here at Lake Murray, and that's been a big help, um, I think, for, for me. Uh, for our older members, don't go out right now. There are so many people who are waiting and wanting to serve you um, in whatever way you need. You are in a higher risk category if you're over a certain age, um, and now they're saying 65 to 70, um, because as we age, we don't fight off illnesses readily. So let us help you. Don't put yourself at risk. Yeah, those are so uh, good. And I think through uh, even the things that you said, and you said kind of at the very beginning, uh, a lot of these are just simple things. And and as we think about just the simple actions that actually wind up having kind of a profound impact mm -hmm. uh, on, on our daily life. And so we would, we would encourage folks to just do those simple things that, that we ought to be doing anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, washing your hands, eating right, don't go out if you're sick. Um, and, and I think those simple things kind of have a profound effect on what we can do to control the, the spread and transmission of this virus. Absolutely. And, and our phones still work. So pick up the phone and call somebody. Um, you know, we, we um, tend to be texters and um, Facebookers and mm. that sort of thing, and, and you lose that human voice. And, and sometimes just a human voice on the other end of the phone can be really, really encouraging and, um, and can help settle our minds a mm. whole lot. Now, if, if people are sick and they're, they're feeling like they're afraid and, and their symptoms may mimic some of those of, 
of the COVID-19 virus, um, you can actually go online to, there's an MUSC website. It's www.musc.care. This is set up to screen people who might think they have symptoms. It'll walk you through step-by-step in a virtual fashion, and it's totally free. You never have to leave your home. You would use the code COVID-19, C-O-V-I-D-19. They'll sign you in. Um, Listen to reputable websites like South Carolina DHEC, scdhec.gov, and cdc.gov. These are going to give you the most accurate information. Some of these symptoms are very similar to the flu, but things that really are the hallmark of this illness are the high fever, the dry cough, and then shortness of breath. Um, Those are the biggest differences with this virus. Sneezing, itchy, watery eyes that people are getting this time of year with sinus congestion and no fever are more likely to be allergies. You may have a little cough with that because of the sinus drainage down the back of your throat, but that cough is going to be to clear that so, um, those secretions. It's not going to be the dry cough that we're seeing with the, the COVID-19 virus. Yeah, those are just good, I think, distinctions for folks to make because it is. This is the height of allergy season. Uh, and so allergy season in the middle of a pandemic is, is probably not ideal. Uh, and so I think giving people real clear definitions of what to look for uh, and what are some things that you should be concerned about and what are some things that you, you shouldn't be as concerned about, uh, I think are really good and, and helpful. I will also say that many of the doctors around Lexington are now offering telehealth So um, they are able to get online with you and do visits over your computer. Um, Call your primary care physician's office. Um, If you need to be seen, they can do that. By all means, do not go to your doctor's office without calling, making an appointment to see if they want you to come in or if they can do your visit online. Um, A lot of that's being set up around Lexington now, and it's working very well to keep people out of doctor's offices in their home and prevent anyone else from getting exposed as best we can right now. Yeah, and I think that's the key. Uh, I've been reading a lot about the social distancing and just how the key to the kind of curbing the transmission of this is just that we're we're staying apart for right now. And so one of the cool things about this podcast and about several of the things that we're doing is even though we're physically apart, we get to be kind of virtually present with each other. And so Mel, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for your insight and expertise into this area. I know that it's been an encouragement to our listeners. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me, and thank you for doing this because it's it's going to help people with their their mental status and and get us through this very very difficult time. Thanks for being with us. And a special thank you to you, the members of Lake Mary Baptist Church, and to all of our listeners. Remember, this podcast and the other ministries of Lake Mary Baptist Church are brought to you by the generous tithes and offerings of our church membership. To give to the ministries of Lake Mary Baptist Church, you can follow the link in the description. For more information about Lake Mary Baptist Church, you can always visit our church website, www.lakemurraybc.org. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. By subscribing, you'll be notified whenever a new pod is posted. We hope that you'll join us again next time as we seek to live in light of the gospel in the places where God has placed us for his glory, our joy, and others' good.